0: Chapter 16 of Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M B in Washington State. Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey by Ingersoll Lockwood. Chapter 16. Ideas of the Former Folk Concerning Our Upper World the dancing spectre their efforts to lay hold of him my solemn promise that he should behave himself we set out for the city of the make-believe eyes my amazement at the magnificence of the approaches to it we reach the great bridge of silver and i get my first glance of the city of candelabra brief account of the wonders spread out before my eyes excitement occasioned by our arrival our silver bedchamber although thousands and thousands of years had gone by since the former folk had by constant exposure to the flicker and glare of the burning gas which their ancestors had discovered and made use of to illumine their underground world gradually lost their sense of sight and then in consequence of the deep and awful silence that forever reigned about them had also lost their sense of hearing and naturally thereafter their power of speech yet marvellous to relate they still kept within their minds dim and shadowy traditions of the upper world and the mighty lamp as they called the sun which burned for twelve hours and then went out leaving the world in darkness until the spirits of the air could trim it again and strange to say many of the unreal things of the upper world had been by the workings of their minds transformed into realities while the realities had become the merest cobwebs of the brain for instance, the shadows cast by our bodies in the sunlight and forever following at our heels, they had come to think were actual creatures, our doubles, so to speak, and that on account of these dancing spectres, as they called them, which dogged our footsteps for our life long, sitting like marjoys at our feasts, it was utterly impossible for the people of the upper world to be entirely happy as they were, and it occurred to them at once that I must have such a double following at my heels so several times they suddenly joined hands and forming a circle about me gradually closed up with intent to lay hold of the dancing spectre this they did too after i had assured them that what they had in mind was the mere shadow cast by a person walking in the light but as they had absolutely no idea of the nature of light i only had my trouble for my pains nor did they give over making every now and then the most frantic and laughable efforts to catch the little dancing gentleman who as they were bound to think was quietly trudging along at my heels but who so they informed me was far quicker in his motions than any escaping water or falling object finally they held one of their silent but very excited pow during which the thousand lightning-like pressures and tappings which they made upon each other's bodies gave the spectator the idea that there were three deaf and dumb schoolboys engaged in a scrimmage over a bag of marbles and then they informed me that they had resolved to permit bulger and me to enter their city provided i would give them the word of a nobleman that i would restrain my nimble-footed double from doing them any harm i made them a most solemn promise that he should behave himself whereupon they greeted both bulger and me as brothers stroking our hair patting our heads and kissing me on the cheeks and what was more they told us their names which were long thumbs square nose and shaggy brows all this time i had been every now and then casting anxious glances on ahead of me for i was dying of impatience to enter the marvellous city of the ant people i say marvellous dear friends for though many had been the wonderful things i had seen in my lifetime in the far-away corners of the upper world yet here was a sight which as it gradually unfolded itself before my eyes shackled my very heart and caused me to gasp for breath it was with no little surprise at the very outset that i discovered that the walls and floor of the beautiful passage through which the pseudopsies were leading bulger and me were of pure silver the former being composed of polished panels ornamented with finely executed chasings and carvings and the latter as had in fact all the floors and streets and passages of the city having upon their polished surfaces slightly raised characters which i will explain later but as one passage opened into another and then four or more all centred in a vast circular chamber which we traversed with our three silent guides only to enter chambers and corridors of greater size and beauty all brilliantly lighted by rows of the same glorious candelabra upholding clusters of tongues of flame i could compare the scene to nothing save a series of magnificent ballrooms and banquet halls out of which the happy guests had been suddenly driven by the deep and awful rumble of an earthquake shock the lights having been left burning now the scene began to change long thumbs who was leading the way and in whose large palm my little hand lay completely lost suddenly turned to the right and led me up an arched way i saw that we were crossing a bridge over a stream as black and sluggish as the leith itself but such a bridge never had my eye rested upon so light and airy a span springing from bank to bank not the plain and solid work of the stonemason but the fair and cunning result of the metal-worker's skill like the labour of love delicate yet strong and almost too beautiful for use two rows of silver lamps of exquisite workmanship crowned its gracefully arching sides and when we stood upon its highest bend long halted and wrote upon his tablet now little baron we are about to enter the dwelling-place of our people thy head is large and there is no doubt much of wisdom stored away in thy brain make such use of it as not to disturb the perfect happiness of our nation for no doubt many of our people will be suspicious of thee and for the first time in thousands of years a pseudopsy will lay him down to sleep and in his dreams feel the touch of the dancing specter of the upper world i promised long thumbs that he should have no reason to be dissatisfied with me and then making an excuse that i was a weary i feasted my eyes for several moments upon the glorious scene spread out before me it was the city of the formfolk in all its splendor a splendor alas unseen by unknown to the very people dwelling in it for to them its silver walls and arches its endless rows of glorious candelabra uplifting their countless clusters of never-dying jets of flame its exquisitely carved and chiselled portals and gateways its graceful chairs and settees and beds and couches and tables and lamps and basins and ewers and thousands of articles of furniture all in purest silver hammered or wrought by the cunning hands of their ancestors while they still were possessed of the power of sight could only be known to these their descendants by the sole sense of feeling from the lofty ceilings of corridors and archways from the jutting ornaments of the house-fronts from cornice and coping from the four sides of columns and from the corners of cupolas and minarets, here and there and everywhere hung silver lamps of more than oriental beauty of form and finish, all with their never dying tongues of flame sending forth a soft though unsteady light to fall upon sightless eyes. But yet, these countless flames, by the aid of which I was enabled to gaze upon the splendor of this city of silver palaces, were life, if not light, to the Sudopses for they warmed these vast subterranean depths and filled them with a deliciously soft and strangely balmy air and yet to think that bulger and i were the only two living creatures to be able to look upon this scene of almost celestial beauty and radiance it made me sad and plunged me into such a fit of deep abstraction that it required a second gentle tug of long thumb's hand to bring me to myself as we crossed the bridge and entered the city proper i was delighted to note that the streets and open squares were ornamented with hundreds of statues all in solid silver and that they represented specimens of a race of great beauty of person and then it occurred to me how fortunate it was that the pseudopses could not gaze upon these images of their ancestors and thus become living witnesses of their own woeful falling away from the former physical grace of their race now like human ants that they were the farmer folk began to swarm forth from their dwellings on every side of the city and my keen ear caught the low shuffling sound of their bare feet over the silver streets as they closed in about us their arms flashing in the light and their faces lined with strange emotions as they learned of the arrival among them of two creatures from the upper world they were all clad men and women alike in silk garments of a chestnut brown and i had at once concluded that they drew this material from the same sources as the mikkamenkies for dear friends you must not get an idea that the former folk were not well deserving of the name which don fum had bestowed upon them they were genuine human ants and except when sleeping always at work it was true "'that since their blindness had come upon them "'they had not been able to add a single column or archway "'to the silver city. "'But in all the ordinary concerns of life "'they were quite as industrious as ever, "'chasing, carving, chiselling, planting, "'weaving, knitting, and doing a thousand and one things "'that you and I, with our two good eyes, "'would find it hard to accomplish. "'I had made known to Longthums "'the fact that Bulger and I "'were both very tired and weary from our long tramp and that we craved to have some refreshment set before us and then to be permitted to go to rest at once promising that after we had had several hours good sleep we would take the greatest pleasure in being presented to the worthy inhabitants of the silver city it was astonishing with what rapidity this request of mine spread from man to man long thumbs made it known to two at the same time and these two to four and these four to eight "'and these eight to sixteen, and so on. "'You see, it wouldn't take long at that rate to tell a million. "'Like magic, the former folk disappeared from the streets, "'and in a sort of orderly confusion faded from my sight. "'Bulger and I were right glad to be conducted to a silver bedchamber "'where the travellers' every want seemed to be anticipated.' The only thing that bothered us was we had not been accustomed to keep the light burning upon going to bed, and this made us both a little wakeful at first. But we were too tired to let it keep us from dropping off after a few moments, for the mattress was soft and springy enough to satisfy anyone, and I'm sure that no one could have complained that the house wasn't quiet enough. End of chapter 16.